Well, it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bibles, would you please turn to the book of Job, chapter 19. Job 19, verses 25 to 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me. My Redeemer lives. This living knowledge changes life. To know that my Redeemer lives, to know that my Vindicator lives, to know that my Defender lives, the New Living Version, but as for me, I know that the one who bought me and made me free from sin lives. And that he will stand upon the earth in the end, even after my skin is destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him. With my own eyes I will see him and not another. My heart becomes weak within me. Do you know today that your Redeemer lives? This living reality changes life. Most definitely should change life. John 3, verses 16 to 17, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. For I know that my Redeemer lives. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 8, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. There's only one Redeemer. 
And the news today is that the only one who can redeem us lives. For I know that my Redeemer lives. True history. Jesus Christ left, left his throne. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he became the servant of all. He came to earth to seek and to save the lost, to serve the lost. The Bible records that he lived a selfless and obedient life. He died a selfless and obedient death. And he took the cross. He took the cross. He was beaten bloody for the sins of people. They nailed him to a cross. He carried all our sin, all our rebellion, all our iniquity. He gave his life for us. He died and he was buried in a tomb and on the third day he rose again. For I know that my Redeemer lives. Do you know today that your Redeemer lives? You may not yet know him as your Redeemer, yet he is. Because there is only one who can redeem us, and that is Jesus. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. My Redeemer lives. If you don't know, the only one who can redeem you lives. There's salvation in no other name. There's freedom in no other name. There's victory in no other name. There's reconciliation in no other name that is to come back into right relationship with God the Father. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is redemption in no other name. And today you might declare, perhaps for the first time, for I know that my Redeemer lives. Ephesians 1, verses 7 to 10, In Him we have redemption, that is, ransom in full, salvation and deliverance. Redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, it's through the Son at the cost of his own blood that we are redeemed, Freely forgiven through that full and generous grace which has overflowed into our lives and opened our eyes to the truth. For God had allowed us to know the secret of His plan. And it is this. He purposes in His sovereign will that all humanity, that all human history shall be consummated in Christ. 
that everything that exists in heaven or earth shall find its perfection and fulfillment in him. If my Redeemer lives, life has to be different. If I'm one that would stand on earth today and declare, for I know that my Redeemer lives, life has to be different. The outlook, the view, the perception, the discernment, the flow of life, the very reason for existence understood. In light of the fact that he lives, my living should be different. For I know that he lives. Does the Bible not say, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The question today is this, have old things passed away? Have old things died? Death to the old, death to the past, it's gone. Here's to a new beginning. The message paraphrase, anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. He's created new. The old life is gone. A new life emerges. Look at it. All this comes from God who settled the relationship between us and him. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And this living reality that has become my reality has changed life. Do you know that your Redeemer lives? The Living Bible, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And listen to the Amplified Bible. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. For I know that my Redeemer lives. The words of Charles Spurgeon, There should be as much difference between the worldling and the Christian as between hell and heaven, between destruction and eternal life. For I know that my Redeemer lives. Further words from Spurgeon. Too many think lightly of sin and therefore think lightly of the Savior. He who has stood before his God, convicted and condemned with the rope about his neck, is the man to weep for joy when he is pardoned, to hate the evil which has been forgiven him, and to live to the honor of the Redeemer by whose blood he has been cleansed. For I know that my Redeemer lives. Old things have passed away. Old things have died. 
all things have become new. The words of J.C. Ryle, let us serve him faithfully as our master. Let us obey him loyally as our king. Let us study his teachings as our prophet. Let us work diligently after him as our example. Let us look anxiously for him as our coming redeemer of body as well as soul. But above all, let us prize him as our sacrifice and rest our whole weight on his death as atonement for sin. Let his blood be more precious in our eyes every year we live. Whatever else we glory in about Christ, let us glory above all things in his cross. Thank him for the cross. Praise him for the cross. Oswald Chambers, there is only one relationship that matters, and that is your personal relationship to a personal Redeemer and Lord. Let everything else go, but maintain that at all cost, and God will fulfill his purpose through your life. This includes meeting the needs of your heart. One individual life may be of priceless value to God's purposes, and yours may be that life. For I know that my Redeemer lives. Our Redeemer lives. Do we know the type of living that lines up with the knowledge? Is our life proof of this reality? Proof of this revelation? Proof of His mercy? His grace? His kindness? His love? Proof of His holiness? Proof of His majesty? Proof of his redeeming strength, his saving power. Proof of his worth. For I know that my Redeemer lives. He has redeemed our lives. And if we know he lives, life must be different. You know, what a miracle that we have a Redeemer, a living Redeemer. Where would we be without the Redeemer? Who would we still be? For I know that my Redeemer lives. He's pulled us from the mire and he's washed us in his blood. He set us free from the power of sin and death. He's brought us from death to life. And as one great man of God said, I thought I could have leaped from earth to heaven at one spring when I first saw my sins drowned in the Redeemer's blood. Back to our main text, reading from the voice, I know my Redeemer lives. And in the end, he will rise and take his stand on the earth. And though my skin has been stripped off, still in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him, not some stranger 
but actually me. With these eyes toward this end, my deepest longings pine away within my chest. My Redeemer lives. He lives in me. He lives in us. Colossians 1, verses 27 and 28, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. The New Century Version this secret is Christ Himself who is in you. He is our only hope for glory. So we continue to preach Christ to each person, using all wisdom to warn and to teach everyone in order to bring each one into God's presence as a mature person in Christ. If I know that my Redeemer lives in me. Should life not be different? If I've surrendered my life, I've taken Him as my Redeemer. He's come and made His home in me. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. This hope it's Christ himself, Christ in me, the hope of glory. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And if I know that he lives in me, I should be different. The life I live in the flesh should be different. The sanctification of Christ at work in me. The redemptive power of Christ changing me from inside out. Salvation, sanctification. He's redeemed me, ransom paid in full, and he's alive in me, redeeming me. For I know that my Redeemer lives. The New King James Version, for I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. Upon the dust, just dust without his life. And after my skin is destroyed, that is struck off, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Is there a yearning? Is there a pining? Is there a longing? For I know that my Redeemer lives. And let the Spirit of the Lord speak in this manner today. I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives in me and He is working in me. And because He lives in me, He shall stand at last on the earth. This vessel that I am, fully possessed by Christ. 
redeemed, and now as this frame stands on the earth, so it is Christ standing on the earth. If you can receive the revelation today. You know, the truth is we need some skin destroyed. The hide of man, the nakedness of man, it's literally what it's speaking about. We need some skin struck off. Listen to those words, after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God, who I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another. The Knox Bible In my flesh, I shall have sight of God. If we can hear the Spirit of the Lord today, those who have ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church, the Redeemer alive in us, working in us. Working in us, changing us, and this we know that in our flesh we shall see God. Yes, in our flesh. In our flesh life. I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold in my flesh. In this flesh I shall see God, because he lives in me and is working his redemptive plan. George Whitfield said these words, I have just put my soul as a blank into the hands of Jesus, my Redeemer, and desired him to write on it what he pleases. I know it will be his image. Is this not the cry of your heart? This is the cry of those who know that their Redeemer lives. How my heart yearns within me, the voice toward this end, my deepest longings pine away within my chest. The truth is this, those who know their Redeemer lives want so desperately to be like Jesus. Is there a yearning, a longing, a pining within? Not just to have a Jesus, but to be like him. Not just to have a redeemer who's paid the ransom in full, but a redeemer that lives within, that redeems us. Until we stand upon the earth and see God in the flesh, life's different. I now look in the mirror. You now look in the mirror if God's redeeming you. You look at the flow of life and you say, I see God in the flesh. Christ has changed me. Not just lip service life service and surrender no matter the cost
How much does this redemptive work within me cost, Lord? What's it going to cost? No, no, I've just thrown my life into his hands. Strip off some skin, Lord. Redeem me. Make me like you. This is God's way. Redemption through Jesus and the redemptive work within that continues until he stands on the earth and we see him in our flesh. Strip off the flesh, Lord. The hide of man. The nakedness. You know, some don't want it God's way. This is God's way. Some don't want it God's way. Hear these words. Self-righteousness exclaims, I will not be saved in God's way. I will make a new road to heaven. I will not bow down before God's grace. I will not accept the atonement which God has wrought out in the person of Jesus. I will be my own redeemer. I will enter heaven by my own strength and glorify my own merits. The Lord is very wroth against self-righteousness. I do not know of anything against which his fury burneth more than against this, because this touches him at a very tender point. It insults the glory and honor of his son, Jesus Christ. You know, some want Christ the Redeemer acknowledging the work of the cross and the rising again of the Son of God, and yet they don't really want to have him live with them. For I know that my Redeemer lives. They don't really want to have him live within. They want him within, but not alive. They want him buried and not rising. They want to shut the mouth of the tomb with a stone and keep it there for fear of what might take place within if Christ was to truly rise on the inside. Because this rising on the inside will break the flesh. The rising on the inside will destroy the skin, destroy the hide, destroy the nakedness of man. Struck off as Christ rises. The rising on the inside will absolutely alter and affect living. Life will not be the same. Focus will not be the same. Desire will not be the same. The pining of the heart will forever be changed, and our one aim in this life amidst all the duties and the flow will be the blowing of the trumpet, long and loud for our Redeemer. That's just simply how it is. Some don't want them to come alive on the inside. Because it would mess with life. 
what would I do? It would change so many things. Alter so many things. I mean, the old would have to truly die and pass away. If Christ rose in us like he desires, like he truly desires, You want to rise on the inside, Redeemer? Okay, well, let's put a ceiling on it. Let's put a limit on it. That is not Christianity. That is a form of godliness, denying the power. That is not following Christ. That is not surrender. Jesus is not an add-on. You don't tag him onto your life. He becomes your life. He becomes everything. And so, if we're in this house this morning and we've answered the call to give our life to Jesus, it's not just like, Lord, I'm here to accept that you died on the cross, you were buried, you rose again. I mean, I want my sins washed away because when I die and I'm buried six feet under an old pine box, I want to make sure I make it to glory and not burn in hell for eternity. But that's not it. I'm sure you've heard this before. You don't come to an altar and then that happens and you pray with somebody and they go, all right, here's your ticket to heaven. And you just go shove it in your wallet, shove it in your back pocket, Go hide it in your hope chest at home or in your safety deposit box at the bank. I'll need it one day. And then live life however you want to live life. That is the accept Jesus heresy that's floating around today. That is not Christianity. Him we preach. And so really what takes place when we give our lives to Jesus is we give our lives to Jesus. It's not like, Lord, I'm going to take you. Come home with me, Redeemer. It's, Lord, I give you everything. I set my life in your hands. You write what you want, and I know it will be your image. Come alive on the inside. I want all this flesh struck off. Now, some won't even pray the prayer because it's a scary prayer to pray. Lord, I want you to strike off the flesh. It might cost you entertainment. Cost you unholy desires. Rogue passions. Cost you a diseased tongue. Might cost you relationships, associations. What are you now, a Bible thumper? You got a religious spirit. No, I got a Christian spirit. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God and his salvation. 
I just don't even understand why you'd give your life to Jesus and not want him to change you. Why do you want to be the same? And struggle all your life. And struggle in Christianity and it torments you and you come into the house of the Lord and you're convicted all the time and you come and you, you know, condemnation upon yourself and all these things because you haven't opened up and said, Lord, I need you to redeem me from the inside. Instead, we come to the altar and we're treating Jesus like a Band-Aid. Hopefully it'll last the week. Charles Studd, let us not glide through this world and then slip quietly into heaven without having blown the trumpet loud and long for our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Let us see to it that the devil will hold a thanksgiving service in hell when he gets the news of our departure from the field of battle. Charles Wesley, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. The glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears. Tis life and health and peace. Let's have the worship team return today. If you don't know Jesus as your Redeemer, Might just be that today you take the step and make the decision. And you confess with your own lips, for I know that my Redeemer lives. Perhaps we're here today, we've accepted Him as the Redeemer, the cross, the tomb. Third day rose again, ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of God. He's coming again one day. Paid the ransom in full. But we haven't totally been surrendered. Like Jesus, I need you on the inside. And I need you to be who you are, the Redeemer. I need you to redeem me from the inside out. To work that deep work. And work it within, and work it within, and work it within until the flesh is destroyed and struck off. The hide of man. The nakedness of man. When we truly live the revelation that our Redeemer lives, life changes. Knowing that He lives and knowing what He desires, and you say, well, I don't really know what He desires. Well, if you let Him rise on the inside, you'll know. And if you get in the book, you'll know.
knowing that he gave his life for certain things. Knowing his heart for his people, for his church, for his kingdom, it no doubt alters our course. When we truly live the revelation that our Redeemer lives, life changes. Life changes because he is alive in us, changing us and making us until he stands on the earth and we see God in our flesh. Is that the cry of your heart? The yearning in your heart, the pining in your heart, the longing in your heart, Lord, I want to see you in my flesh. The life I now live in the flesh. For I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know. That in my flesh I shall see God. Whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me. I recently read these words. Keep the fire of your testimony of the restored gospel and your witness of our Redeemer burning so brightly that our children can warm their hands by the fire of your faith. 